You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, episode 123. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook or via our 24-hour streaming radio station, pennystocks.fm. And keep submitting your stocks via the usual social channels or at our website, keystocks.com, for our Your Stock Artake segment. And we just might review your stock in an upcoming show and let you know if it is a buy, sell, or hold. This week, after incredibly positive feedback for our new Case For and Case Against segment, we are making it a return engagement. This week, I will face off against Brennan in an epic rematch. In the line of fire is Well Health Technology Corp., symbol W-E-L-L on the TSX, whose mission is to modernize the Canadian healthcare industry by digitizing it. The stock has been on fire in 2020 and has just completed a $80 million financing to continue its growth by acquisition strategy. We argue both sides of the buy-sell agreement or argument for the stock. This week, your stock, our take, was sent in from a listener on Superior Plus Corporation, symbol SB or PB on the TSX, which distributes retail and wholesale propane, natural gas, and liquid fluids to Canada and the U.S., as well as specialty chemicals, primary sodium, sodium chlorate to the pulp and paper industry. Finally, our star of the week is Pinterest. P-I-N-S on the New York Stock Exchange, one of the world's largest picture sharing apps and Brennan's favorite way to spend a Saturday night. Pinterest has more than 400 million monthly users. The stock was up 14% in the last week, 32% over the last month and 186% since the start of this year. We'll let you know if it can continue. So I'd like to welcome my co-hosts again this week, Brennan and Aaron. How are you two doing? I'm doing well. Well, before the uh, before the the segment started here, Brennan tried to uh, issue me another bribe. Aaron, Aaron, um, keep that on the down low. He upped yeah, the ante. Yeah, I heard. Once right? again, I'm going to be judging the face-off between you two. Yes. And uh, last week he offered me a twenty dollar bribe. This week he 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 kicked it up to fifty bucks. And, as I was explaining to Brennan, mm. it's, it's not that I can't be bought. He's going to need it. have a price, but I just can't be bought for. Well, we all so know cheaply. that. I thought I was going to do it. You need you need to start adding zeros instead of ones on there, Brennan. Like, come on. Well, I'll consider it. I'll consider it. Um, but like I said, maybe I'm just going to have to, you know, go at it differently and sabotage Ryan rather than uh, trying to uh, buy the judge. So uh, maybe that's my strategy. Well, if it makes you feel better, I, I, I am quite biased against Ryan and would like to judge against him. So. Unfortunately, last week he was just clearly on the winning side. But yeah, uh, I would say that you know maybe you could bribe him with a pin cushion that you bought off Pinterest or something like that. You know, so yeah. After your weekend of uh, surfing through the uh, the uh, lovely website that is Pinterest, but we'll get into that. See if Pinterest is a good company to buy. Whether or not uh, that star run that you've seen of it can continue. 
First off, I'd like to just say we have a, and quickly, Annette, make an announcement. We're going to have a new webinar coming up. Build a modern stock portfolio, helping you build that quality 15 to 25 stock portfolio. Uh, That is on, there's two of them, November 10th, 10 p.m. Eastern or 7 p.m. Pacific. And on November 17th is 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We'll get into the details in, in that, on that in a second. Um, we're going to really look right now at our uh, case for and case against segment. Uh, Brennan, it's an epic rematch here. Uh, you will be providing the case for investing in Well Health Technologies Corp. I will be opposing you with a case against slapping down your hard-earned dollars on this stock. Aaron, again, like he said, will act of judge, jury, and executioner uh, on uh, who will win this grudge match. So let's get into it. The case for and against Well Health Technologies Corp, symbol W-E-L-L on the TSX. Quick description of Well Health. It is focused on consolidating and modernizing clinical and digital assets within the primary healthcare sector. Well owns and operates 20 primary healthcare clinics is uh, Canada's third largest digital electronic medical records supplier and is a provider of digital healthcare and cybersecurity related technologies. Currently, it trades at around $7.84. Its market cap is $1.23 billion. Brennan, you have the case for. I do. Okay, I'm going to start the timer here for Brennan in just one moment. And Brennan has one minute starting now. Okay, my first point is digitization of healthcare is a massive opportunity for WellHealth, as the Canadian healthcare sector has been underdeveloped as a whole due to a large amount of fragmentation across provinces. Number two, significant tailwinds driving digital health following COVID-19, especially among patient adoption of virtual health, or virtual and telehealth, which could continue into the future. Number three, WellHealth has become the largest clinic operator in BC, is Canada's third largest electronic medical records company, and is now a provider of telehealth as one of the top three telehealth providers in Canada, showing that the company does have some legitimacy as they work into profit. Number four, they have a healthy balance sheet with 21 million in cash ready for future acquisitions, and management recently stated that it has over 100 possible assets in its M&A pipeline. Now, number five, revenue has been growing at a very fast pace. In 2019, we saw 212% growth, and uh, in 2020, anticipated growth of 34%, and anticipated growth of 37% in 2020. And my point number six here is the company is in the right direction as management expects adjusted EBITDA to go positive. (laughs) We can't strike that motion to strike. I tried. Point number six from the record, motion to strike. If you want to get it all in there, you have to condense it into a minute. I suck at that. I suck at that. I need to work on that. (laughs) All right. right. Well, good job anyways. Nice try, I guess. Good job. Come on. You made, no, you made some job. interesting five points. Mm-hmm. We'll I fell asleep halfway can, through. But... Uh, can provide a good counter argument. So Ryan, are you ready to go? I am ready. You have one minute starting now. Number one, while revenue grew at 43% to $10 million in the last quarter, the business was EBITDA negative, losing 543000 Number two, the highly attractive SaaS portion of digital services revenue, which could support premium multiples, remained at only 20% of revenue. 
Number three, high valuations. Enterprise value is $1.2 billion with trailing sales of $35 million only and negative cash flow. Well trades at 31 times sales, well above its industry average of eight. Number four, looking forward, the optimistic estimates are for Well to lose $0.07 cents per share this year, $0.03 cents in 2021, and to break even on an adjusted basis in 2022. It trades at 100 times guesstimate of earnings in 2023. Number five, look, there's a strong management team here with a great track record. The business is cash up and ready to grow, but the company is riding the telehealth mania and is ahead of its underlying cash flow. Good business, not a good price near term. Thank you. Wow, I need to take notes from you, hey? Under the bar again. Well, you do. I'm too wordy, I guess. Now it comes down to me. So some of the things that I'm looking at, and I really think that, you know, it's important. Obviously, um, I'm looking for companies at Keystone. We're very focused on profitable growth with an emphasis on profitability, which of course, well health doesn't have. I think that as a judge though, I need to take a more relaxed um, perspective on that and be willing to compromise a little bit on the profitability, particularly if I see, um, if I see the potential for a company to transition to profitability over the next one or two years and the revenue is strong. So I'm not going to disqualify the company because it is not profitable yet. Um, but ultimately, my judgment, unfortunately, is going to have to go in favor of Ryan once again this week. Um, oh, the fans are going wild once again. 2-0. You know, I, I actually, I, I wanted to like this company, but Ryan really kind of summed it up for me with this. Uh, $1.2 billion market cap, $35 million in revenue trailing. So certainly that can continue to grow over time, but as that grows, um, you know, it, it, it's it, it's going to take a lot of growth for them to justify that valuation. And I think that when you're getting into the range, when you're looking at companies that are trading at 30 times sales and don't have profitability, if you're willing to invest in that type of company, that opens up some pretty amazing companies from just a, a, an operating perspective, like social media companies with, with massive user growth, um, other types of digital uh, healthcare companies, uh, you know, companies like, like Amazon, it just opens up a whole uh, universe of companies which we would consider to be overvalued, but if you're willing to pay that valuation, they're certainly you know amazing operating businesses. So yeah, and for I, that I would reason, agree. I, that. I can't. And I mean, the, the company is getting a really high multiple, premium multiple, because of the mania around telehealth uh, and everything to do with that. Now, and the SaaS-based area of the business, which is highly recurring and highly profitable, far better margins than say just the clinic business that they have bought. And the clinic business still, it, it makes up the, the largest portion of the revenues here. So the gross margins there aren't as good as say the SaaS based business. Now that business is growing at an exponential rate right now. It was a, almost a thousand percent the SaaS area of its business in the last quarter. But it's still only around roughly 20% of the total business here. So that part of the business you know, you talked at 35 million in sales. If you break that down to just 20% of it, that is the high margin part of the business. So that is the part you'd be willing to pay like these very high multiples on. Uh, so it's only still a small portion of the business. So when you break it down that way, it does look a little bit you know, well ahead of its underlying financials to to uh, make a bad pun there in terms of well. Now, can I call an audible here for one sec? Can I give you some positives on well health outside of uh, what we talked about? Like, I actually, I know the the CEO of the company. I've talked to him before, Hamid Shazbazi. Uh, he's the founder who built a company called TIO Networks, 
It was a public company. It was sold to PayPal for $304 billion, I believe, back in 2017. The company also boasts Lee Ka-shing, the well-known Hong Kong investor, uh, as an early investor in this business. Lee Ka-shing, for those who don't know, is the 35th richest person on the planet. So he has a great track record of investment knowledge there as well. Now, Wells Health, well, their mission is to modernize the Canadian healthcare industry by digitizing it. I believe that's a great one. It is an industry in Canada that really hasn't changed much for decades. The the company has plenty of... uh, integration work to do but it has a long-term growth runway here and they just raised 80 million to be able to acquire and digitize other primary healthcare clinics which is a good strategy there despite the run-up in its shares as well you've seen a massive run-up in shares this year insiders are not selling so those are all good signs to look at it's just are you paying is it a good business well run but are you paying a, a good price right now and that would be my question at least in the near term we saw many companies in the cannabis sector that were growing at tremendous rates uh, two and three years ago. But were they good buys then? Were they good fundamentally underlying businesses? Were you paying a good price for them? No. So we waited until there was less of a mania in that segment and bought a good name, which is now up over 100% for us just this year. So that's some things that you can do. There's a lot of mania around telehealth, healthcare, and digitizing healthcare. There'll probably be a pullback at some point. That's when you find the stronger names and look for an investment with less downside risk. Yeah, perfect. I think that uh, Aaron's deliberation was good. You know, I I understand it. Um, And I also think that you bring up a good point too, Ryan, is just that um, a lot of these companies that are touting their SaaS sales doesn't even make up uh, a majority of their overall revenue. Um, you know, like just a little bit of a tangent, even just looking at uh, Cloud MD, I believe they call themselves Cloud MD Software as a Service, I believe. Um, I might be wrong there. Um, but even when I was looking at them, when I uh, was looking at the telehealth uh, segment, most of their revenue, again, is coming from clinics and it's not even, you know, SaaS sales. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a great point, you know, on your side, on the against side. Uh, to bring up so uh, so yeah and as well thanks for uh, adding those a uh, couple key points uh, afterwards for me it's too bad that uh, those couldn't have been uh, you know put into uh, my side for the judgment <laughs> should have talked to you about that ahead of time right is that what you're saying yeah, yeah. basically basically mm. I left some arrows in your quiver I think yeah, there, so. yeah. oh that's maybe next time just consult me before you but you're arguing against me. yeah it's, totally exactly unbiased. it's tough it's tough yeah ryan will give you the wrong information <laughs> when i go against when i go against aaron you know i'll be uh, i'll call you for up. sure you vice versa you can do that too no i was a good segment lively and uh, i'll i'll take the win but i think you had the harder harder argument just in the short term although in the long term well health uh, you know they're they're doing what we've seen other uh, strong consolidators do there's going to be a strong there is a strong balance sheet there and they're consolidating buying those businesses at uh, lower multiples and then uh, using some of their digitization to bring up the multiples of the gross margins in the business which is a good strategy it's just are you paying a very high price an inflated price in the near term perhaps we can get a better entry point at some point now let's get back to our seminars for one sec we're we're doing those seminars on november 10th and november 17th um essentially building a modern stock portfolio with 15 to 25 quality stocks we use a case study approach here it's really unique to illustrate a simple solution for investors who are really fed up with big bank fees and meager returns 
giving you practical steps and tips to build or importantly to repair any stock portfolio at key stages of an investor's life. Those would include, the case studies include a retired or close to retirement uh, couple or individual, you know, 60 to 80 plus, middle stage investors, 35 to 60 uh, years of age, and early stage investors, 20 to uh, 30. Uh, Case studies in all those regards, how to either fix or start your uh, simple 15 to 25 stock portfolio. Special topics will include renewable energy stocks for the next decade, the FANG stocks, whether to buy or sell right now, looking at each of those companies. Are gold or gold stocks right for your portfolio now? Opportunities in telehealth and new healthcare opportunities. We just talked about that today. And why dividend growth stocks continue to outperform all others. So all of those will be in there. Uh, we're also providing you five to six unique buy recommendations you can add to your portfolio today, uh, including our top renewable energy stock, which trades at almost a 50% discount to its fair value and pays about a 6% dividend. Now, our spring seminars, as I'll finally close out this little segment and say, is our spring seminars, I believe, are up. There's six stocks that were recommended there, and Brennan, you can tell me if I'm right on this. I believe they're up around 50, 51% from that time. So, you know, that is just an average gain. Again, five to six new companies. Uh, I wouldn't want to miss out on those companies. Uh, so, you know, you buy a ticket, early bird or a VIP ticket, and get access to that seminar. So let's move on to our next segment here. Um, I believe that's a Your Stock, Our Take. It's time we answer a question on Your Stock in a little segment we like to call Your Stock, Our Take. Buy, sell, or hold. Sent in by JP via email on Superior Plus Corporation SPB on the TSX. Brennan, you have been tasked with Superior. Yes, thanks, Ryan. And uh, thank you, JP, for sending in your your question here. Uh, So again, on Superior Plus Corp, SPB on the Toronto Stock Exchange, uh, currently trading at a price of $12.10, has a market cap of $2.14 billion, and is paying a yield of approximately 6%. Now, what does the company do? Uh, Superior, through its subsidiaries, distributes retail and wholesale propane, natural gas, and liquid fuels to Canada and the US, uh, as well as specialty chemicals, primarily sodium chlorate to the pulp and paper industry. Uh, And the company does have three operating segments. Uh, It's Canadian propane distribution segment, which makes up about 36% of revenue. It's U.S. propane distribution segment, making up about 43% of revenue. And it's specialty chemical segment, making up about 21% of revenue. Now, a few key points here. Uh, The company's sales are seasonal, uh, with its sales normally peaking in Q4. So this is just something to keep in mind. Uh, And it is growing primarily through acquisition with its most recent Uh, acquisition on August 3rd, 2020, where it acquired the assets of a retail propane distribution company, Champagne Energy, uh, for approximately 36.5 million Canadian, uh, which was uh, funded primarily with cash from Superior's credit facility, uh, as well as some deferred payments. Now, looking at the company's recent financial results here for Q2 of 2020, revenue was down 17% to around $451 million compared to the same quarter last year. And this was primarily impacted by decreased oil prices and demand from the shock of the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as decreased oil field activity in Western Canada. 
Uh, adjusted EBITDA was up 13% to 67.7 million compared to 59.7 million for the same quarter last year. Uh, gap net earnings per share for the quarter were four cents compared to a loss of 17 cents for the same quarter last year. Uh, and just looking at a valuation multiple here, uh, the company is trading with an enterprise value to adjusted EBITDA multiple of around 7.8 times, uh, which I would say is reasonable. Uh, they have a net debt position of 1.8 billion and a net debt to adjusted EBITDA multiple of around 3.6 times, uh, which is getting up there. But I don't believe that uh, this is overall concerning yet. Um, but if you are a shareholder, definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, and then as well, because they do have a nice yield, uh, looking at the payout ratio here, they have a 12 trailing month dividend payout ratio from adjusted operating cash flow uh, of 31%. Uh, so I think that that's decent, uh, especially for a company that is in the uh, the oil segment or the energy segment, I guess I guess I should say, um, where we've seen payout ratios, you know, over 100%. Um, now, just quickly looking at the financial outlook for each segment, uh, it's Canadian propane distribution segment. Uh, EBITDA from operations is expected to be weaker through 2020 compared to 2019 due to lower sales volumes and headwinds in the Canadian oil sector. It's U U.S. propane distribution segment. Uh, EBITDA is expected to be consistent with 2019 uh, due to acquisitions completed in 2020 offsetting impacts from COVID-19 and its special specialty chemical segment is expected to be weaker uh, just due to COVID-19. Now my conclusion here. So given my analysis, I believe that Superior Plus Corp is one to keep your eye on. It has a nice dividend yield along with a sustainable payout ratio uh, of adjusted operating cash flow and trades at what I believe a reasonable enterprise value to adjusted EBITDA. Um, but one could make the argument that the stock is trading at a discount due to limited growth near term, which is valid. Uh, but the nice thing with a stock like Superior is you are getting uh, paid generously to wait. Um, but I wouldn't expect much dividend growth uh, into the future as it has remained at around six cents monthly since 2015. Uh, now, things that are concerning to me is that the company does have a considerable amount, a considerable amount of debt. Now, I do not believe that it is unsustainable, but certainly something to keep your eye on if you are an investor. Additionally, the company does have some exposure to the Western Canadian oil fields, which we know have been fighting an uphill battle. And lastly, the company is expecting overall operations to be weak going into 2021. Now, with all of this into consideration, uh, we will definitely be keeping the stock on our monitor list. It isn't a recommendation from Keystone, um, you know, and I'd just like to thank JP for submitting the stock. It was uh, it was a good one to look in, into, uh, and definitely uh, an attractive yield. It, and, and Superior Plus, this is a company that we've looked at several times in our income research. I, I would say that you know, looking at the uh, chemical manufacturing business, it can be a business that's quite cyclical, um, commodity dependent as well. So. I think look. I think that Superior Plus's valuation is okay, but what investors also have to understand is that a a, a chemical company they're generally not going to trade at a premium valuation ever. So you should expect the valuation to be fairly low. Um, you know, it's 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 a boring business. It's not an attractive industry for somebody looking to just generate that dividend. I think that you know that the. the there's no reason right now to believe that the dividend would be in jeopardy. It seems to be well covered by cash flow. Um, the balance sheet, as you said, Brennan, is not great, but not bad. 
Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I I would like to see that leverage ratio down below three times or around three times. And I think that's where where they're targeting. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's not a horrible company, but not something that has really that we really have a lot of interest in at this time. Yeah, I think you highlight a good point too. just the fact that, you know, I, I didn't cover it, um, but uh, just that they have a lot of commodity exposure, you know, both through just the energy side of the business and through, you know, the actual specialty chemical side. Um, so, of course, like at Keystone, you know, we're kind of hesitant when it comes to towards commodity based businesses, because, again, no one can really tell where a commodity is going into the future. Um, and of course, as I've heard Ryan and Aaron say many times, a management team can do everything right. But if the commodity turns against you, you know, of course, the overall business is going to suffer. Um, so, yeah, thanks for adding that in there, uh, which I did miss. Excellent. Well, let's move on to our weekly star from our stars and dog segment. It's time for this week's star. star. And of course, Brennan's favorite app to spend a Saturday night on, that would be Pinterest Inc. And uh, Aaron, you've been tasked with that one this week. Well, Brennan may be a little young for Pinterest, but uh, we'll, we'll do an overview here and, and then we'll get his perspective on it. So Pinterest, uh, Class A shares trade under the symbol PINS on the New York Stock Exchange. They traded a price of about $51 and the market cap or market value of the company right now is approximately 31 billion. Pinterest is a visual discovery or picture sharing app with more than 400 million monthly users. People use the app to share content about all sorts of subjects, including recipes, home and style ideas, travel destinations, just to name a few. Pinterest is in the social media space. It's actually somewhat surprising to me that the company trades on the New York exchange. Most of the tech and social media companies tend to trade on the NASDAQ. This is somewhat of a topical discussion for me as just this weekend I received a very thorough tutorial on what's cool with young people in the world of social media from my teenage nieces. I I have to admit I was a little surprised that Pinterest came across my screen as a top performer. I haven't heard heard the company's name mentioned in recent memory. Certainly, I hear a lot about Instagram from my social media savvy friends and family. Um, And as I learned from my nieces, Snapchat and TikTok are what's cool with kids today. But Pinterest is not something that I've heard anything about uh, recently. Um, But Pinterest has been a strong performer as of late, up 14% over the last week, up 32% over the last month, and 186% since the start of the year. So let's take a look under the hood and try and figure out what's moving Pinterest shares. Pinterest is actually scheduled to release its Q3 financial results tomorrow, which will be October 28th. Looking at the Q2 results, revenue grew by a mere 4% to $272 million, and the company reported a net loss of $104 million, or a loss from operations, rather, of $104 million, compared to a loss of almost $1.2 billion in the same quarter last year. The financial results look lackluster, but where the company shined in the quarter was with user growth. Pinterest reported global monthly active users of 416 million, which was an increase of 39%. The company did state that it was not providing adjusted EBITDA guidance for 2020 due to the uncertainty caused by COVID-19. However, Pinterest did provide revenue guidance and expects revenue growth of about 35% for the third quarter. It's the growth in user activity that's been driving the share price, 
And that is really no surprise to us as user growth is by far the most important metric that most social media investors look at. Looking at the breakdown, it appears that most of the user growth has come from the global market as opposed to in North America, which makes perfect sense and is probably why I haven't been hearing much about Pinterest lately. Or maybe it's just because I'm completely out of touch with what's going on with social media. Uh, the bottom line is that Pinterest is not a stock that Keystone would recommend or invest in. Yes, the company has good user growth. It's, it is expecting strong revenue growth and the loss from operations did decline in Q2. But we look first and foremost for profitable growth and Pinterest to date continues to lack profitability. There are other options in the social media world that I would find more interesting than Pinterest right now. Facebook, for example, does have profitable growth and trades at a much more attractive price to sales valuation of about 10 times compared to Pinterest, which is at about 26 times sales. If we wanted to relax our profitability criteria, then we might look at a company like Snapchat, which recently reported 50% revenue growth in its Q3 and trades at a similar valuation to Pinterest, about 30 times sales. So while Pinterest has done well on the user growth front, we would be looking for profitability and we would also be very sensitive to how much we would be willing to pay for the company on a price to sales basis. Yeah, I think I agree. I'd rather go with you know a company like Snapchat or Facebook if I did want to get into the space. The nice thing that I do like about Facebook is they're actually like getting into like Facebook gaming and stuff, um, where they're actually stealing like a, a lot of gamers and streamers from Twitch, uh, which uh, Twitch is actually owned by Amazon. Uh, so they're kind of going to into a head head to head battle there. Um, but yeah, as, as well, it just kind of it does surprise me a bit of their user growth. Um, you know. I don't spend Saturday nights as much as Ryan thinks on Pinterest. Sure, you don't. Whatever. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but my mother, she loves she loves Pinterest, and I actually have uh, a couple. What's of wrong my... with quality time with your mom? Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe you're right there. Maybe she does show me the odd. Uh, nah, the odd see, it's done. Good video there. Um, but, you know, she loves looking at designs and whatnot. But as well, uh, like I'm 26 now, uh, a couple of my friends have recently bought homes. And these friends have recently been absolutely just cruising through Pinterest because they're getting home ideas uh, through Pinterest. So, you know, I might not be on it, but I, I will say a couple of my friends uh, are and uh, especially my mother. Uh, she loves okay because i thought it completely disappeared at least from from the younger person scene i mean if i talk to pin about pinterest to my to my teenage nieces or any of my teenage relatives they they think i'm speaking another language half the time so but you're you're right there like i, I do agree with that they I may have never that, at that level they may age they may have not been interested in pinterest or that may have not been their exactly. target market always it's yeah like i think brennan's talking about that home improvement market people looking at options there and mm -hmm. yeah, so it's a, more of like the older certainly kind of not on the social media side like the the snapchats and the tiktoks um yeah that's mm -hmm. what i mean i we have a 14 year old here and you know that's that's what the that's what that age range is is on and all about right now yeah. try to prevent some of it though but for that's sure. another story but you make some great points both of you are there about the other options for your investment dollars if you really want exposure to that segment there's always those other options you've got to look at look at and if you want to pay you know a massive multiple to sales for example because you really love the business there might be other businesses out there like the facebooks of the world in that segment the snapchats uh, that may just give you 
better value and the same type of exposure with less downside risk, which is one of the things you should always be looking at. So that's going to close out our show this week. I'd like to thank my co-hosts. I encourage you to uh, look, go to our website, www.keystocks.com, the big box there on the right-hand side. Build a modern stock portfolio with 15 to 25 quality stocks. That's the upcoming webinar that we're just announcing today. They'll be on the November 10th and November 17th. Get your early bird tickets and get a $599 green and alternative energy stock report that was recently re- released for no additional charge. The VIP uh, includes that report plus our on-demand dividend growth stock investing webinar. Tells you exactly how to invest and why you want to have dividend growth stocks as the core to your portfolio, giving you four great dividend stocks you can buy for your portfolio over the long term today. Plus, you get our 2020 U.S. Profitable Small and Microcap Special Report, all with that VIP ticket. You get all of those things for attending that. And you get to spend, which is the key part, two hours with myself, Aaron, and Brennan for, uh, and I think a two and a half hours in that range and about a 30 to 45 minute Q&A segment after where you can ask any and all questions on any stocks within your portfolio or anything we talk about at the at the seminar get a sober second opinion on any investments you hold in your portfolio so that'll close out this week i'd like to thank everybody for listening keep your questions coming into our your stock our take segment as well as for our case for case against segment and we'll debate those next week uh thank you and i wish you all profitable investing profitable investing thanks everyone